Redhead Racing Radio, episode 60, date, February 21st, 2021, post Daytona Road Course, name, Jason Schultz. Happy... Yeah, what are you, like, like typing this in? I'm just making <laughs> sure everyone knows exactly the details of this podcast. Andrew Curland. Oh, man, what was I going to say? Oh, happy birthday, NASCAR. It's the 21st. I thought you were going to wish me a happy birthday, you know, just a week late. Well, today's not your birthday. It was close enough. Yeah. All right. Happy belated birthday, Jason. How about Thank that? Thank you. NASCAR. What'd you do? What'd you do for your birthday? Worked on DJD all day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh, that was such. <laughs> Thank you for that gift. It was really nice of you. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> Did you take up golf in the last week since we've last come to our listeners? Yeah. You can see the golf bag in the background, um, or at least on video for those watching on YouTube. YouTube.com Redhead Racing Radio. Check it out. So those golf clubs have mostly sat there for this whole semester. My roommate brought them back um, at the beginning of the semester because I talked about, hey, you know, him and my other er, and my other roommate go golfing all the time. I'm like, hey, I think it'd be fun. You know, you spend time outside. You know, it's an activity to do. I, it's I good. Think be fun to pick outside up golf, right? Because they're pretty good at golf. So he brought an extra pair of clubs for me to use, and we went out to the range. Oh, the man. range it must have been three you act weeks like ago. A pro the golf range because literally they were like, "We're not even gonna. You can't even golf with us until you're at least presentable." And presentable was the word they used, um, and it was bad. It was awful. I can it was only not imagine. Not a good showing on my part. I mean, the amount of times I whiffed that thing, like I'm telling you, I probably whiffed the ball more than more times than there were laps at Daytona this past weekend. Wow. That's saying something. So over 70. You suck a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Have you ever golfed? Yeah. I took golf lessons in eighth grade. Don't talk to me. Oh, like, you don't did? act All like right, you're so, so you... much superior. I'm the long time, long time golfer. One thing I want to say, just this is a life thing I need to put out there. I put this hat on Charlotte Motor Speedway repping them today on the podcast and I haven't worn this hat probably like in a year or so. I put it on, I'm like, it's small. Like, no one's wore this. No one's adjusted the size. Does, did my head grow since I last wore this hat in a year? Is that possible? I wonder how much a head grows over a year. Like, I figured, like, you'd be done growing in that part. Like, yeah, me too. But when, I don't know. I, like, I figure I'm done growing altogether. Like, I just got so much smarter in the last year that it just is natural. Yeah. You want to know why I got yeah. smarter? Because I tweeted Jason? something really good on Friday. So I don't know if this video is, there's a chance this video is fake or it was like altered somehow. But there was a video from Mars surfacing on the internet. Like, and there's definitely pictures from Mars that came out this week, but this video was surfaced as well. And I tweeted in response to someone else saying, explain to me how we can transmit video footage 130 million miles but can't get reliable Wi-Fi in stadiums. And I said, Video footage from Mars, but cell service spotty and Wi-Fi is scarcity at racetracks hosting NASCAR races. Like, that's f***ing ridiculous. Like, how we don't have good Wi-Fi and service at racetracks since 2021, but we can get video from Mars. It went, it went, uh, people liked it a lot. A lot of industry people that are just kind of random like that tweet, so they thought it was a good point. I don't think that's necessarily a good comparison you can make all right if we could do if we can get footage video footage from mars but we can't like have infrastructure to provide cell service and wi-fi at a modern sports stadiums that's a problem we need to get nasa on the case then yeah nasa takes over nascar 
clearly the people at NASA. I mean, work I mean, harder. the sky's the limit if if that's the case. Yeah. I just want to be able to have people go to race and share their moments, their favorite memories on Instagram. There were some boomers that responded and be like, it's just so you should be watching the race, not on your phone the whole time. I'm like, it's 2021. That's not like people don't, <laughs> you don't go somewhere and not be on your phone for 10 hours in the day. Like that just doesn't happen. You got got to have self service work. Some people at the track sharing their great experience. They tweet it, they Instagram it. Then other people are going to go to the racetrack. It's a cycle. That's how it goes. Yeah. That can be my um, point of the week. My like, Big picture idea of the week. You've got a bunch of like different blank of the weeks that have individually and not come back. Oh, no. <laughs> like remember your random racing That's memory? Coming back. Like we didn't do that Stay, last week. I forgot about it. <laughs> Stay tuned for the end of the show for this week's random racing memory. Good deal. All right. You want to talk about the race that happened or not? We could skip it at all. We don't like we're, just, we're not really a NASCAR podcast. I'll say this. I'll say this about the race. Um, it was better than what I thought it was going to be, for sure. Um, well, because last year sucked thought, so much that there was anything was going to be well, better. Well, and the Clash had a good finish, but a mediocre race. Bad race. And, and I thought that we were going to get the same thing, but just for longer today. But it was actually more eventful than I thought it would be. You know, guys had trouble. It seemed like there was... always some, There did not seem like there was a whole lot of downtime. Whether the racing was the best... You know, that, that can still be debated, but in terms of, there was always seemed like there was something going on. Never really like a long green run, I felt like. And obviously, I could go back and watch it, and maybe that was the case. And I thought it was, I love the fact that the two winners out of 2021 are Michael McDowell yeah. and Christopher Bell. Like, two guys, nobody would have guessed um, to be the first two uh, <laughs> to, to start the season. All off. right, so if we said before the season... Andrew, name the first Joe Gibbs racing driver to win a race in 2021. You would have said. Hamlin. And then second would have been. Truex. And then third maybe. would have been. Bush, then Bell. And you probably yeah. would have said Bell probably won't win a race. And then he wins a race. It is a cool story to have two different winners. First, first time winners start the year off. That's really awesome. But he was impressive and got the job done. And we can ring the victory bell. Nice. How long have you been waiting to say that? I just thought of it five seconds ago, so I'm very proud of myself. It's that big head. All it's right, a that's... big, smart idea head that I have now. Yeah, you got a big head? Smart. Yeah. Big ego, everybody here This at Hey Jason Schultz. Andrew Curlin's the one with a big ego, but we can move on from that. <laughs> uh, hey, I thought, no, I thought it was cool. Uh, Christopher Bell. I mean, he had to, I mean, he obviously earned that. He had to pass Kurt Busch and Logano to get to that victory. He outdid and, a Logano uh, block. That was impressive. I know. And it was funny. Mike Joy was saying, like, Logano was blocking Bell in the exact same place he was one week Did ago at the 500. Anything? Like, blocking <laughs> doesn't work, really, especially in your situation. I know. At least they didn't end up wrecked. But I was like, Hamlin's in third. You got to watch and wait and see. Is Hamlin going to come up out of nowhere? Mm -hmm. He's the greatest, isn't he? He, uh,. And, and I know we were talking about this just in between races and, and throughout the week, but Hamlin's Twitter, man, is God. it is so funny how dry and sarcastic and passive-aggressive he is. He was in the post-race Zoom. Someone, I think it was maybe Jeff Glock or Jenna Fryer, who was asking him about the amount of road courses we have in this year. He's like, yeah, we need more road courses. We need, we need more of everything. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I just I just thought that was so funny because they're like, are you sarcastic, Danny? He's like, I don't know. Am I? And he just yeah. left it at that. Like, there was no, like, oh, yeah, I'm being sarcastic or no, I'm serious. Like, he just left it at yeah. that. And that was so, f- like, Hamlin's becoming great. Yeah. No, he's got this swagger personality that, like. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's like, what it is. You know, he's kind of this rich and famous guy. And he's acting, not acting like that in an arrogant way, but acting like that, like, cool and um and just, like, I'm the best. Like, not I'm the best, but, like, he's just acting in a way that's really, like, it's almost like it's almost it. like a his own version of like Michael Jordan. Yeah, mentality. but he, yeah, I, don't I think know. we can't make that comparison because the success is not the same level. I wish he would have won the championship last year. Than that, this could have been like a very much like oh, I'm, man. The, I'm like I'm the best. I won the championship. So, but let me read some of his tweets. That like his personality is coming out on Twitter. Here's the thing about Denny, real quick too. Years ago, he early days of Twitter, he got in big trouble for sending some tweet out like early days of Twitter and NASCAR really find him heavily. And then that pretty much he stopped, like he stopped being very active on social media for years and he's coming back to probably mm-hmm. what this was before. So that's pretty impressive. Um, there's a lot of good tweets. Oh, well like, okay. So like, for example, you remember when he posted the like picture, like name, name, what's the album? I knew you were going to bring that one up. You and your music. Um, Someone replied like never champion, never going to yeah. be. And he he picked he like handpicked that response and he replied with a simple picture of his three yeah. Daytona five hundred trophies just sitting there. I'm like, that is the yeah. best flex you yeah. can come back Here's with. Here's another one. Which of your cup championship trophies do you like the best? He said twenty twenty one. Um ah, that was <laughs> I like that, yeah. Um, during the truck race, that was the longest truck race in history and had 30 million cautions and it was just a, like a disaster <laughs> of a show. He tweeted more road courses. Just like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, look how great this is. We want more of this. And then during the uh, Xfinity race last night, I forget what battle it was, but he tweeted FedEx them. And then said, overnight, take no sh- shite. I don't want to swear. We have a young audience. Why not? I'm just, I just don't. Young audience. You just never know who's listening. I just don't want to make myself look bad. We can't say bad words. We're not, we're not those kind of people, Andrew. So, Denny is great, as Freddie Kraft would testify, but the personalities he's coming into, and it really, like, I tweeted this week, also, I had a lot of good tweets this week, one was about Dale Earnhardt's brand. Like, I was reading an article about how the brand he developed as a superstar in the sport. Great read. Nate Ryan wrote the Mm -hmm. article. And, Part of me thinks like Denny Hamlin owning a team, Denny Hamlin kind of being this like business guy turning into that was kind of like what Dale Earnhardt was towards the end of his career. And I'm not comparing them in the on track performance because there's a clear separation. But Denny having more success, he's kind of trending towards that kind of personality, which would be really kind of following the same, I don't know, plan, you know, path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where was Brad Keselowski going in this race? What do you mean? You didn't see him drive off the track and spin out like 10 different times? Like, what was he doing? Yeah, he, he kicked up a lot of dirt, for and sure. Just, I mean, they were getting ready for Bristol, no doubt, he, like a, a little bit early. He just, like, spun out and went off track and then got back on track and missed some corners and hit people. Like, he was lost, and I had no... I'll say this about Brad Keselowski. I thought it was cool. He tweeted his goals again before the race, and I'm just always so curious, like, what are drivers' personal goals? You know, like, for some reason, 
You ask a driver that, they're like, oh, you know, I've got some goals. But, like, they never want to tell you what they I are. I know where they are. I'm, like, I want to know what they are. Obviously, I know. Win the championship, win a bunch of races, get a bunch of trophies. But, get like, a bunch I of want, money. I want specifics. And Brad Keselowski provided a few of those specific goals that he wanted. I thought that was neat. So you never could have guessed what his goals were. You just had to let him tweet and saying, I want to win the Daytona 500. I want to win on a road course. I don't know. I just feel like some some of these drivers are too close to not want to share what their goals are. Like, it was nice to actually see a list. And it, I don't know. It's almost like his last one wanted to hold everyone accountable for that, too. I bet we can guess what his goals are. Everybody's goals are. I, okay. I'm talking digging deeper. Deep. So Brad finished fifth after his safari excursion through the grass of daytona speaking of grass every track needs turf there was way too much grass well i don't like of course i like carnage i like you know excitement that crashes and cautions bring but everyone wrecking in the grass and like getting their cars torn up i think charlotte is the only track that has turf and their grass i think other tracks probably should adopt that pretty soon yeah i agree especially i mean i think that could make for exciting racing i know the ty gibbs move worked on Saturday, but Kyle Busch said he tried the exact same thing. It completely tore up the front of his car. I think that was, what, lap one? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was right at the start. And it's like, imagine if that was turf. Imagine if not only that was turf, but then the drivers knew that, and then they could make way more aggressive moves. And, like, if we're talking road course racing, and I know when we're racing regularly, it doesn't tear up the equipment like regular grass does, too. That is a good point. You're full of good points tonight. Speaking of Ty Gibbs... He cried after he won. I thought that was cool to see emotion from a winner. Like, very rare in the sport these days. We've we've gotten, like, the emotion to start the season. Michael McDowell, which was really neat because, like, there were multiple points. Him and both Drew Blickenster for the media center were close to tears, if not on the brink. Um, and, and we saw that emotion with Ty Gibbs, who could barely, you know, speaking was just speechless which i thought that's so freaking cool to win on your first xfinity start and christopher bell like you could see the genuine like this is one of the highlights of my life kind of thing like dale jr i know you you might go there next but jr posted on his story like we need more emotion like winning a race is a big deal and yeah we've gotten a bunch of drivers to kind of remind us of how cool it is to win some of these after races. last year having a bunch of drivers that reminded us that it's so like bland and generic and they're like yeah we don't want to race yeah. again it was such a bad year for that kevin harvick wait i, I don't want to call anybody out but kevin harvick like i don't want to call anybody out specifically by name but people that don't uh, like kevin harvick that like don't show any emotion after they win a race like that is just like, frustrating like oh like kevin harvick. yeah yeah he never like it's like yeah i won what like you got other questions but one point Dale made that was really good that when you see emotion being shown by the winner as a viewer, you feel like you invested your time wisely. Like it was a good like story to see someone win. Even if I don't like the driver who's win, if they show emotion after the race, I'm great. I'm like, oh, that's great. Bell showed the most emotion, most not emotion, but like personality I've ever seen in his life after he won this race. So like that was, I'm glad that came out. It wasn't a ton, but it was something. So progress. Yeah, I, you know, here's the thing about Bell, and this is kind of what I've learned in my interactions with him. His whole life is racing. Like, I try, I tried and, like, I digged, and I'm like, you know, what do you like to do outside of the track? And there's not a whole lot there because his whole life is, like, you get him talking about racing, 
he opens up so much. It's like you just got to find what makes him tick, and it, it is anything with an engine. And I thought that, you know, I was curious because Larson, I know, kind of got in a little bit of a firestorm last year before the 500 saying a Chili Bowl win would be way more meaningful than Daytona 500. And I'm, I was curious to see where that stacked up for Christopher Bell. You know, this big dirt guy has dominated at the Chili Bowl in the past. Where would an, a NASCAR win stack up in his book? And I was very pleased to hear that this was one of the, the top moments of his life. You know, I wasn't necessarily sure that was going to be the case, but, but all the more that this Cup Series is, is the real deal and trying to, trying to make it to the top. I'm glad we got that validation that the cup, winning the Cup Series is a big deal for them. Well, I don't know for for dirt I know. for a guy who's been yeah, yeah, all yeah. dirt and and all in on this dirt community yes. to say I mean to say this NASCAR win is so high up I mean that's a big deal coming from a guy like Chris. I know, Bell. but like if you're in NASCAR, you should be put that should be the highest total accomplishment you yeah. could ever get. So I'm glad he didn't say yeah this is cool, but the Chili Bowl was cooler after he won the race. Like that's just a bad look for NASCAR. So I'm glad there was a good look for NASCAR. Speaking of NASCAR, I bet they want some chalky milk. You think they're thirsty after that after that race? I didn't even get. I I did not get that. It would. It really. Do you need water? I don't know. No, I don't think. I don't know what the point was. It was just them trying to be cool and get clout on Let's TikTok. Cut this out. No, no, it's <laughs> we're leaving this in. Um, I like good content. I'm gonna leave it at that. Last thing, Chase Elliott's off-road excursion. I've used that word a lot today, but his was like. I imagine watching a video of someone driving down the street that's icy and snowy and like trying to save it, but they they can't they can't stay in control. He did, but he did like he was able to like control it and go back and forth. So if I'm ever in a situation where my car's out of control like that, I'm gonna think back to this race, February twenty first, twenty twenty one, and Chase Elliott, how he did that, how he stayed without wrecking, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna internalize his movement in the in that moment. Okay, so like. I know you're not used to driving on snow or ice. Or I guess you are. I guess I you are. The one, the from... one winter I had my driver's license from where I grew up, it was like the... It didn't snow? It was, no, it didn't snow at all. So I have literally no experience. So, oh, damn. Yeah. It is. I'm telling you, it's it's actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, to just kind of, like, accelerate a little bit more and just have your wheels spin. Like, you kind of drift out. Like, it's, yeah, I'd so, rather not, it's so great. I'd rather not do that. I'm good not doing that. <laughs> You'd rather not do that? Hey, I'm telling you, it's fun. And, uh... I, you know, it's a tip here. If you're ever in Chase Elliott's situation, Brennan Gone told me a few years back, if you're ever sliding and you want to save your car, don't, literally don't think, but just look at the place that you want to go back to, whether that be the road or I don't know where, where else you would be driving, mm. but the road, but, but back to safe haven, look at that place. And he says your hands will do the rest. I have not put that to use, but I want to see if, if, if Brendan's got a point, maybe that's what I do later tonight is just kind of drift my car out on the streets of Phoenix until it works. I thought you were saying <laughs> it was with snow, not just like in general. Well, I guess, I don't know. It could be dirt. You know, it doesn't have to be snow. It could be, I don't know, any sort of slippery substance on the road. Wow. That's, that's huge. We should write that down. Yeah. That's what they don't teach you in driver's mm-hmm. head right there. A little tip for everyone out there. All right, Ray, for Jason's random racing memory of the week. I know if everyone... What do you got? All right. It's not super detailed, but I'm going to tell you what I remember. In the 2005 July, 4th of July weekend, Bush Series race at Daytona, there was a big one in the race. 
and Randy LaJoy, who was previously on the Dale Jr. download last week, mm. was involved. I believe he was driving the 34 car. He was in the wreck. I don't know why I remember that race or this moment at all, but there we go. Jason's random racing memory of the week. I thought, and I know um, we both worked on that, but but that conversation was a good mm-hmm. one on the download. Entertaining. I didn't even, so like, I it was great to like learn, because I mean, I wasn't around with, with Lan- Randy LaJoy. I, I didn't even know his dad raced. So for him to tell all those stories was pretty neat. You got to learn all these characters from the past that you missed in NASCAR. And that's what the Dale Jr. download is doing. It's it's bringing the past to the present. What a great promotion. You should, you have a future in broadcasting. <laughs> I hope so. All right, we're going to, which, what? Because this golf game's not What race out. is next? Like, I, I'm so confused at this Homestead. point. Homestead. Oh, that's cool. Well, bad. It- it's Homestead, then Vegas, then Phoenix, then. Probably Atlanta. Something, then maybe Bristol. Gotcha. Well, the return of the fantastic mile and a half aero package is this weekend, so we're really looking forward to that. The Xfinity Series race at Bristol, uh, what track is it? Homestead. That's, I'm sorry for swearing. We don't do that. Remember, we don't do that. The Homestead Xfinity Series package should be great, so that'll be great to look forward to. And hopefully the Cup Series, well, you know what? This is random. The Cup Series could see a third first-time winner in a row who's really good at um, Homestead. Who won the championship there that we were watching the grandstand? Reddick? Yeah. You talking about Reddick? Also, that rookie yeah. class, he's going to be the last one to win his first race in Cup. Would you have guessed that a year ago? Oh, my God, because Custer and Bell, uh, I don't know. I think He would have been my first choice. I think I we could go back to the tapes, but I'm pretty sure it was Custer and then, and then, like Bell was in the ninety-five in in decent equipment, and I think Bell and and Reddick were about even in terms of equipment. Yeah, because I feel like Levine family had Gibbs backing, and then RCR is just RCR, yeah. and they were strong, especially towards the end of the year. I feel like they were on the same level, but I don't know. I feel like Custer was definitely the first guy, but. It would have been interesting, you know, to, to go back and say that Tyler Reddick would be the last guy to get his victory out of those three. Would not have expected that, but he could win at Homestead, so that'd be pretty cool. And Larson will be good at Homestead this weekend, too. So that, now that I know which race. Oh, man. Oh, man. I completely forgot I completely about Larson. I completely forgot about him. Are you just copying oh, yes. me now? Yeah. All right. Shut up. Hey, that's rude. Hey, Larson, I, like, literally... If you didn't say that, I don't know if I would have put it in my fantasy team. Gonna be honest. Well, so, I'm already beating you in like, fantasy. I just like so. forgot. Like, what? I'm already beating you in fantasy. So, man, I called Michael McDowell, and I can retire on no, that. You can't. Like that. One race doesn't solve the year. This podcast is brought to you by the Packaging Source. Trust your packaging with the six-time National Distributor of the Year. Mm. Mm-hmm. What a great ad read. Six times. What a great ad read. You know, that's more than five, Jason. And that's less than seven. Very good. All right. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Hey Jason Schultz. At Andrew Curlin TV. Is where you can unfollow Andrew. Boom. Yeah. You know, I'm actually thinking, I'm thinking of bringing back, you remember my podcast, Inside the Garage? Oh, you're going to ditch us for another podcast? No. So I'm thinking, and and maybe people listening, you, you tell me if this is a good idea, but what I really enjoyed about that show is kind of like Loose Ends from Sirius XM. If you listen to Sirius XM Speedway, it's it's kind of like 
bring in all the important audio clips and, and kind of sound bites of the week. And, and it's your one-stop shop for a recap on what happened in the weekend. In case you missed it, here was the reaction in the post-race Zoom or whatever. Um, so I'm thinking of, of possibly bringing that back. You know, make it easy. Make it a, a good one-stop shop for all your race weekend info. What do you think? Um, I've never... No one else does, like, race recaps at all, like, on the face of the internet. So that'd be really all unique. Right, all up. right, here's one thing you could do, though. I'm always dying for pre-race coverage because I don't really want to just turn in the Fox broadcast and watch what they have to talk about. There's no one doing a podcast about like right, like on Friday or Saturday, like here's what to expect in Sunday's race. So you could do that, but for preview. And I think I would listen to that every week because I want a podcast like that. It's a good idea. I'm full of good it's ideas. Good idea. I'm full of good ideas, as we've I'll learned today. Marinate. All right. See everybody next week. You just pointed to the screen. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all.